0: From the twisted realm of science and the darkest pits of reason comes chilling tales of godlessness. Bear witness to the unfathomable terror that is the Good Atheist. Welcome to the Good Atheist Podcast. My name is Jacob Fortan. I'm T-Bad. Should I say Jacob 14? 14. 14. I'm still so bad at it. I barely remember most of the time. i got to just dr- drill it in my head. You Jacob know, 14. You know it can Jacob help you remember it? What's that? A little jingle. It's true.
1: da 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 In the works. Jacob words. 14. Da-da-da-da. Yeah, Jacob work. 14.
0: Today on the show, we begin with an apology, and that's not normally how I like to start shows, but, uh, you know, if you had listened to the last episode, episode 335... Right before Christmas, you would have known that we were trying to do a Patreon campaign. We were going to relaunch the podcast, try to go back to weekly things, you know, try to uh, give lifeblood to this little beast. And uh, then over the holidays, I was taught another lesson in abject failure. So I had to rethink the plan, and I think that it made me a little bit embarrassed, and I didn't really want to do a show while that's happening. I mean, it was it was it was all in my head. I was a little stuck in my head. So that's my apology. And we're going to explain. What the future of Good Atheist is at the end of the show? We're not going to do long portions where we say what the future is because that's boring, right? That's a little boring for people. They can find that out at the end. Instead, we're going to do we're going to concentrate this show on all this anti-vaccination stuff that's been happening. This is what we're going to talk about first and foremost because it is you can't actually read any article on the internet without this popping in your face. Because it's, it's on everybody's mind.
1: It's basically gone viral.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh. You know, he doesn't say much, but when he does, it packs a punch. Yes, that's right. It has gone viral. So, for those of you that don't know, at the beginning of January, there was a little outbreak of measles. And as of now... Just a little outbreak. As of now, we are now February 1st. uh, There are now 107 confirmed cases of of measles that are directly linked to Disney World. And that's caused all kinds of reactions. Now, naturally, you know, we're on the... We're on the side of vaccination, and we have been for a long time. I mean,
1: have, H- have they pinpointed it to
0: uh, like who? one?
1: No, one ride in particular.
0: No, no. <laughs> in fact, the the federal government or the CDC went out and said that they believe that it's a tourist from a f- that that either traveled to a foreign country where the, the measles is spread, mm. or they were themselves a foreigner. I think it's just a way of blaming. Yeah the, yeah, the dirty outsiders. <laughs> right, exactly. Right,
1: because you don't have a problem with vaccination in America.
0: Well, it's also because oh, there is currently no. an, an outbreak in the Philippines. So there is some reason to think that, yeah. What's their excuse? In the Philippines? Mm-hmm. It could also be like lack of access to vaccination. I don't know if they have a... Right. Uh, it uh, sounds anyway.
1: a lot more legitimate than uh, what's going on in the States.
0: <laughs> right, it's not so much of a lack of access. But we're going to get into this. First, I wanted to mention what the piece of news was. Just this, that... Disney Disney World outbreak. Now you have to understand that when when you say the word viral outbreak and Disney World, this sets off a fucking torrent of emotion in parents. This is different from everything that you've heard. This is why this is big news. I mean, there were measles outbreaks a little while ago. You may remember the NHL suffered a measles outbreak. Not cool. I mean, what's their excuse? Sidney Crosby had uh, the 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 mumps. Well, their excuse. Do they have
1: measles in NHL or just mumps?
0: Uh, well, the measles and the mumps are often interchangeable. There's lo- mm. there's uh, lots of variation in what they're called, but okay. the measles basically gives you this oh, really? mumpy kind yeah. of, uh, yeah. And and rubella, I think, has similar symptoms. Mm. Anyways, they're all part of the same family, which is why I think they include them in like that, 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 Bizarre. that vaccine. But even when you get inoculated, the, you're only about 95% protected. And, and even then, this is like if you've gotten your booster shot, and uh, after a few years... Older people have been known to need to get another a third booster because it hmm. can fade over time. So that's the problem. The, the, the issue is that it's so contagious. I mean, it's contagion rate is above 90%. Oh, man. Uh, and it can be spread hours after the person who is infected is gone. And the person who is infected, it can take you days before symptoms happen. So that's the reason why measles outbreaks are so fast and so fucking like they explode. Like this is a real contagious disease. You it know makes what? Ebola look like a fucking pussy.
1: I think because uh, uh, you know mankind has to band together and uh, eradicate
0: this menace. Well, we almost once did. and for all. We almost did. Oh, did we? Well, see the thing. What was, happened? Up until I'm trying to remember, the early 2000s, uh, there were all there was effectively zero cases of the measles. And what happened is that. 1998, Andrew Wakefield, uh, who was this British doctor, published an article in The Lancet that essentially tried to create this link between the MMR vaccine and autism. Now, the thi- that created a huge amount of controversy, and it was at the time like when The Lancet published it, they assumed that, this, that the way that the study had been conducted was, you know, legitimate. But details started to emerge shortly after the publication of this article. For instance, that Andrew Wakefield was actually developing an alternative form of that vaccine. And he was trying to discredit and basically, you know, if you want, sully the the current MMR. And he was going to be part of a class action lawsuit that parents of autistic children were going to launch specifically after it. So you can see what, I mean, the bias was already right there. I mean, like, this is, uh, you know, this is bad fucking uh, juju As soon as you read Oh scientists Trying to prove something In order to make money Like this is This is mm. when science Is at it's most Fucking corrupt You know whenever Somebody says Hey all those scientists Are corrupted Blah blah He was The fucking Poster child of this I mean it was so bad That at one point He was collecting Blood samples At a kid's birthday party Like and just Paying them cash for it I mean that's Fucking sketchy as yeah. shit Nice controls buddy Anyway so he gets Discredited And in fact he loses His medical license In the UK Because of that and flash forward to a few years, and up until 2013, there have been, I, I don't know, maybe 20 or 30 studies trying to find out if there was a link between the MMR uh, vaccine and autism. Over 14 million children involved in some of these studies. Zero links found. And the cost of all of this, probably something along uh, worldwide, probably about $500 million. So man writes a very irresponsible article in order to make money off another vaccine and then begins an entire movement that starts to question the values of vaccine and this is why a few years after we start to see the reemergence of the measles because now the the parents up to almost like we're now at 11 or 15 percent of parents are choosing not to vaccinate their children we're dangerously close to losing the herd immunity that we need and that's when outbreaks start to fucking occur. And this is something that I've been trying to warn that may happen. But this Disney outbreak could be the thing that fucking saves us. Well, the us. thing that's
1: terrifying about Disney is, uh, like, as, as a type of outbreak, there are so many kids there. And, you know, there are probably several who aren't vaccinated now. And I know it's not, a, not the majority, but what is it, 5%? 10%?
0: Um. Well, it, who knows? It's difficult to say, and there are some there are legitimate reasons why some children cannot be vaccinated. But
1: you know, and that plus the density of yeah. people, and if it can happen at Disney, uh, it can happen anywhere. And the problem Prouded, with Disney World too
0: is that this is a place where all of a sudden it's like the Super Bowl. If there was somebody with the fucking measles that comes to the Super Bowl, all of a sudden it's like a spreading. How it's going to spread from one of those events is insane. I mean, it's like. Remember how I said if the world ever comes to an end through a virus, it will come from Mecca? Because there's a whole bunch of fucking diseased idiots that are trying to meet at one place and then go off and spread it all over the fucking world. Yeah, that's terrifying.
1: Well, it could happen in Rome. It could happen
0: in... It could happen in lots of places where yeah. people congregate for stupid reasons. Right. You know? <laughs> and 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 if it's also extremely scientifically ignorant individuals who've decided, you know what... I don't really believe in vaccines.
1: Well, here's the crazy thing: it's it sounds like it was just one stupid idea that oh maybe, maybe this is linked to autism. No proof, uh, completely baseless, that has spread like like a disease. And in general, uh, most people are immune to that stupid idea, but some aren't. Why? They they just lack the just general scientific literacy, just the bare bones understanding of proof
0: and evidence. But there was something else that happened right around that time that really helped that movement. It was the invention of the Internet. Th- the issue with the anti-vaccination movement is that they are entirely a self-contained world. There are people, because the Internet is able to offer all kinds of information, be it good or often fucking terrible, you know, when, when somebody is searching for something that they want to find, like if, if I'm someone who's starting to doubt vaccines and I want to find information that vaccines are bad, I can find this. And there's not going to be some fucking internet policeman who's going to be like knocking on you yeah, know, my door being like, uh, are you sure that those are good sources, buddy? It's true
1: that people can find like any subculture they want, any subgroup they want to be a part of online, no doubt. But it's a bit astounding that the undeniable... Uh, evidence on the other side doesn't somehow enter into that discussion. It's not like the Internet's a cult. It's not like you find one website, and maybe some people do this, and just go to that every single day. No,
0: that is what they do. It's not just that they do this. Let's give a good example where, let's say you have Facebook. I've talked a lot about this, where I say, the worst thing that you could ever do in Facebook is block someone because they said something you didn't like. Right. And, you know... one of the uh, one of the articles that I have linked on the site, by the way, is this. Um, it's basically a site that people who were formerly uh, anti-vaxxers go on. They discuss their experiences. It's called VoicesForVaccines.org. dot <laughs> org. And uh, the reason I mentioned it is because there was a really great article from this one woman who was talking about her experiences as to how she became, uh, you know, anti-vaccination. And it's all very subtle at first. Like, one of the things that I think that a lot of people who are on that side uh, are like is that these are people who try to pride themselves on how they naturally raise people. Being healthy. Yeah, they're like, we eat healthy. We don't put toxins in our body. You know, anybody who starts spewing that kind of nonsense, for them, toxin is anything from the outside world that isn't natural. And sometimes it's a toxic idea, like medicine. Well, or there's a general lack of trust of, you know, like, businesses, pharmaceuticals. But actually what was interesting about the article that I have linked is that she talked also about the fact that she became skeptical of the movement when she noticed these other conspiratorial tendencies like a lot of them believe in chemtrails.
1: Oh no. If you're not familiar with that. Same people.
0: It's people who think that when a plane flies you know like the little. They're dusting. Smoke trails. Cities. Yeah, With like they're uh, putting poison, in iodine, the air, right? or
1: fluoride, or something. Who knows? Yeah,
0: I'm like, how how much would you really need to put in if you were thirty thousand feet into the air and you wanted to influence people underneath you? How much? Well, how much before would you I spray? go to the
1: store, uh, before I take my stroller out, I use my binoculars to spot any chemtrails. <laughs> if I don't see any, then I know it's all clear. <laughs> I just
0: run down to the farmers market and run back. So, so this was her first. You know, like the the first chink in the armor, if you want, of their arguments when she realized that this group was believing in some pretty fucking funky things. And she mentions the fact that as soon as she started to show some skepticism, this is when she became ostracized. So people who had been, you know, formerly her friends who were supportive, oh, you're such a great mom and blah, blah. So as soon as she starts questioning that and then has the audacity to vaccinate her fucking children. Right. She becomes completely ostracized from those people. Yep. <clears throat> and so she just disp- she she talks about how it's essentially like a cult. And this is what I'm saying before. I'm like, these cults couldn't necessarily have existed if it wasn't for the ease of the internet in which they can start their own Facebook groups, their own like little, you know, Twitter hashtags you know, for natural mother or whatever the fuck hashtag the guy going on now. Trying to tell everybody, don't vaccinate your kids. Measles is fun. And it's totally a natural thing. And you got to do that. Got to get that measles. But you sent me, and I think we'll include that link. There's a doctor. <laughs> uh, was he in California? He must be fucking in California. Yeah, I think he's from California. Dipshit. Who's, who's dipshit. who's like, oh, you know, don't vaccinate your kids. Because getting it naturally will boost their immune system. And meanwhile, you're like, okay. What do, you, what do you think
1: boost means? he's he was also quoting the whole uh, we don't want you to put chemicals in your children and then they it's play like that ominous music
0: as a, the guy gets a shot yeah. the kid gets it's like a hey shot. hey buddy you are made of chemicals I don't want hey I don't want to alarm you in fact all the activity in your brain if we can even call it that is electrochemical okay, okay dr. Cheerios <laughs> <laughs> sent in that proof so of purchase there. wasn't for those if it wasn't for those chemicals I don't think that there would be anything happening in your fucking brain. But uh, already Maybe he doesn't have enough chemicals in his <laughs> brain. It's keeping it real natural. No, it's keeping it real natural. No ion pathways. Shut down. <laughs> Shut down. Now there's a. I found apparently a little while ago um, there was this statement released by the White House after the Disney outbreak, and I want to read it to you because I'm just so sick and tired of this. Really, uh, how, well, you'll you'll know what I how to cr- say when I read it to you. Let me read to you the official statement. President Barack Obama's spokesperson, uh, Josh Ernest, said Friday that decisions about vaccination should be left to parents, but the science on vaccination is very clear. So every time they ask the president, it's like, well, you know, we want to leave the decisions up to the parents. I don't think we do. Really? You know, when it comes to vaccination, that's what I'm sick and fucking tired of. We leave it in the hands of parents, and no offense, parents, but you're mostly idiots. I
1: believe in your right to be stupid.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like how we... We, we don't allow parents who give their kids these weird natural diets that make them underweight. We'll often charge parents with crimes right. for doing that.
1: Oh, a lettuce-only diet. That's, that's inhumane.
0: Yeah. That's inhumane. And, and I don't think that people realize, too, that the anti vaccine crowd has become, you know, they're obviously very polarizing as we discuss their behavior. It's almost cult-like, right? You can't question it. And they have their own echo chamber. They have their own websites mm-hmm. where they all tap each other on the back for fucking being brave. And I even read one article about this one woman being like, oh, they're so mean. These people, they're accusing us of murder, of killing children, for not vaccinating their children. They're so, children. Mean. They're so Don't mean. mean. Oh. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's kind of like, um, yeah, but it's true. Like you're, you're, yeah, are, you're so putting lives at risk just because you're uninformed. Now there are some people who went uh, to the True extreme fact. and said perhaps we should have jail time for that kind of thing. In Canada I've been reading articles about how many doctors are refusing pediatricians are refusing patients who if they are not vaccinated. Not vaccinated they're like you're you're putting other children at risk. To, you're going to you come know, into the waiting room and make everybody real sick. Yeah. Thanks. And because they also know that people who don't will, you know, there's other kinds of problems. And it, I mean, I can understand the fact that we've decided to isolate ourselves from that, but that doesn't solve the problem. These are biological fucking time bombs that we were just letting be. You know, we're giving fucking people religious exemptions. How from
1: about they vaccinations. Have a,
0: a vaccinated
1: bus and metro and subway system, and an unvaccinated bus and metro
0: and subway system? There's a how the, about that? I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah, they're going to pay for their own. i have ride the healthy system. healthy train. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the sick train is just going to—I don't want them to be like—in Russia, they have these prisons where they, you know, there's too many prisoners at the same time and not enough health facilities. So prisoners with tuberculosis or gonorrhea or whatever, they go there and they allow those diseases to become stronger, you know, so that even though they're surviving, if they can't, once they're out of prison in the general population, their typhoid marries on steroids, okay? Is that what you want? Yeah, let's isolate them. Let's make sure that they become like these weird sick bags that every once in a while come to our grocery stores or use our fucking facilities or drink from our fountains. Like, ultimately, you cannot separate your civic responsibility, which really comes at the point of vaccination. I mean, you yourself are a time bomb of disease. You have a fucking obligation to your other fellow human beings. And this whole parental fucking right we have. Oh no! You you have the right to decide, determine your child's fate, but you certainly don't have a right to determine the right. You uh, do like, like the, the the lives of other fucking. Kids. Sure, you do. Do whatever you want, but you can't live in my city. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go live in a cave. Yeah.
1: Uh, live uh live off island.
0: Well, if you want the benefits of science, I say you must uh, use all of its uh, yep. guiding principles. If, if you want
1: the the spoils of the modern age yeah. and technology, do you like micro comforts,
0: do you like microwaves? Then like there's got to vaccinate.
1: Bare minimum vaccination.
0: You need. Like we, re- we respect parents' rights to not use microwaves to uh, heat their Just food. as
1: we respect the rights of those uh, back to nature, live off the
0: land. Look, kinda. the Amish decide that they're not going to have vaccinations, but they're most they're so fucking isolated that in a sense I can understand, and they're not enough of the population that they could ever really threaten us. I
1: don't understand fully, but I, I don't feel threatened definitely not they're not the, they, they they pinched themselves off from society a long time ago <laughs> really <laughs> they honestly they pinched themselves off uh,
0: but you know this is one this is one of the rare instances which i say yeah. the religious exemption makes sense cuz what are you going to do bust into the fucking amish community with a bunch of needles and say we're going to poke your asses like it's not going to happen yeah. so i get it but everybody yeah, else you got to trick
1: them yeah. when they're sleeping <laughs> trick them
0: <laughs> i want to read to you a book that i came across just recently and I think that it perfectly encapsulates not just the, the weirdness and the, the tragedy of the anti-vaccination movement, but also its bitter irony. So, there was a book, and you can go and check this out on Amazon. It's called Melanie's Marvelous Measles. All right? <laughs> a kid's book. Nice. Um, now, first of all, Marvelous is misspelled. It only has one L on the cover. Now, I don't wanna be too harsh here, all right, because I have been known to make lots of grammar mistakes, so I'm not exactly uh you know immune from those kinds of things. I will say, however, nice that you should that you should probably get some spell check on your fucking cover. I mean like that's that is your hello world, you know if you're gonna spell check anything, yeah,
1: spell check the three four words on your cover, and the thing is yeah. you
0: didn't have any fucking buddies. I checked out your cover and just be like, nope. Hey, Marvelous is two L's, bro. Well, I'm sure she had some buddies check it out, but they were <laughs> dead. <done. laughs> <laughs> they were part of that uh, yeah, clique that could obviously miss it. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know, if you're curious about what this book is about, essentially it's about a young girl's journey through measles and how it's a, essentially a stage of life that she has to go through. The book itself is based on a Roald Dahl book called George's Marvelous Medicine.
1: Wasn't he a spy, by the way? Roald Dahl?
0: Yeah. I don't know about I that. I heard part. he was a spy. Don't, don't you pull things no, no. on me that I don't no, know. for another time. All right. Yeah, another time.
1: Just want to plant that seed right now. But
0: the thing that's really, really ironic about naming your kid's book about how great measles are after Roald Dahl is that Roald Dahl's nine-year-old daughter died of the fucking measles all right Roll dahl was a fucking vaccination spokesperson because when he describes there is actually um there is also a link for this for the letter that he wrote to the people of england when the measles were just on the way to eradication i think it's something along the lines of the 1970s or 60s where kids were still dying of this like his and the way he describes it is his daughter had a fever And the night that she died, she just described her feeling kind of tired. She went to bed and she never woke up. And he didn't really take that thing seriously because to him it looked like a fucking fever. And that's the thing about the measles is that for a lot of people, let's say a thousand kids, it'll just be that. But one in Hmm. a thousand will have something called encephalitis, Uh which will, uh, it's, it's an aneurysm in the brain. And what happens is that all of a sudden, you know all those symptoms that people describe autism as having, like you can't concentrate, no memory? Yeah, you actually literally get that from the measles. Many of those symptoms that you could almost say are borderline on autism spectrum disorder are a phenomenon that occur within measles. What a twist. The other twist, too, is that um, I think it's actually not measles, but rubella itself that can cause physical deformations. There are kids who have to have amputations. Right, like their face, their jaws, their hands. There's one kid, he doesn't even have any fucking limbs anymore because he got fucking rubella and he became disfigured. So this is something that I think that people are not necessarily aware of, especially this fucking author. But what I want to do is I want to read some of the reviews from Amazon because they're pretty fucking awesome. Okay, let me me read to you uh, some of them. Review number one. I'm looking forward to the follow-up books, Peter's Perfect Polio, Samantha's super smallpox and Carrie's crazy cholera. (laughs) Or how about this? This book is fantastic. All these years I've been misled by the oh-so-smart doctors and scientists who always (laughs) talk down to me. I've read about how honey cures... (laughs) They talk down to me so
1: much, pretending they know a lot more. Actually, they know a lot more than me.
0: I've read about how honey cures pretty much everything and homeopathic remedies are the only thing that works for my nonspecific symptoms of discomfort. But I've had no idea the diseases (laughs) itself was a good thing. As soon as I get back from my chakra realignment session and pick up my kids from their first psychic classes, I'm taking them straight to a nearby pox party, where hopefully they'll contact a few new diseases. Oh, man. The way I, I love that commenter. The he's, way I, He's one of us. The, the way, way I see one it, of us. if they do go blind or die, it wasn't meant to be. No more silly man-made infer- inferences with nature for my family. Well... I better get going. It's a long walk without one of those silly man-made contraptions. Internal combustion engine, more like internal corruption engine. <laughs> I hope the blizzard lets up soon. Don't overlook the lesson, Doctor Seuss's book in the series. Horton hears an air raid siren. Oh, the irony. Oh, uh, oh classic. That's amazing. <clears throat> yeah. Nice work, whoever. That one was. That good. was. That one was nice good. work. Oh, here's, here's another good one. Don't miss the sequel, Francis' Fantastic Funeral, where Melanie gets to go to the funeral of her friend whose parents protected her against vaccinations by letting her die from a preventable disease. Great fun for everyone. What fun. What fun. Yeah, this is a book. Melanie's Marvelous Measles. Now, it's written by... Let me give you a little bit of a background on the author. I did a bit of research. Her name is Stephanie Messenger. And a couple of years ago, barely passed biology class in high school a, a couple of years barely. ago, her daughter died shortly after she received a vaccination shot. Wow. Now that's too bad. She claimed that it was a result of that shot, but you know, obviously one of those faults of logic is, uh, oh, it happened right after, therefore, yeah, correlation, causality, exactly. Et now, it even if it was causality, there are some rare instances of side effects. things in can happen, vaccinations. But here we're talking about uh, probability
1: and uh, calculated risk. But the irony... That's hard to understand. The
0: irony uh, uh, is that all the indications were that her her child died of something called Alexander's disease. And, in fact, if you go online, I can't guarantee you that this is like 100%, but I did find a Reddit thread from someone who claimed to be her sister who did say that she was aware at the time that it was a childhood illness that had been passed on genetically. But she chose to fucking ignore this. And in fact, and again, I cannot corroborate this, but the character of Melanie is the name of her sister's daughter, who's vaccinated, by the way. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) So for her, like I guess Stephanie, she decided to become like a crusader and she has a powerful story. To everybody who's not interested in facts, she brings a girl, she brings her daughter over to get vaccinated, and next thing you know, a couple of weeks later, she's dead. So, a correlation is made, a powerful emotional story is uh, created, and all of a sudden you have someone who can resonate with parents who fear about what happens when they put needles inside of their children. And, uh, yeah, these are fears that you can easily exploit. But I want to talk about the Washington Post article that I have linked here. Because they mentioned something that I think is fundamentally important. So remember when I said that about 1% to 3% of the population is like this anti-vaxxer, never going to fucking make a difference if you tell these people that they're wrong? Yeah. Well, it turns out that there are still a minority of people who are not getting vaccines. It turns out that there's not so much vaccine deniers as there are vaccine doubters.
1: Fence-sitters. They make
0: they make something, somewhere between 4 to 11% yeah. of all of well, those people who are vaccinated. Honestly, the, vaccinate. lure,
1: the lure of hidden knowledge, of knowing something that the rest of society doesn't know about, to be ahead of the curve. This is why it's they're very... It's very strong. It's, it's especially strong for people who are generally not mm-hmm. ahead of the curve. In terms of Or lack
0: power. Or yeah, or lack power, lack knowledge, and
1: whatever. Yeah. Um, it's very strong, especially if the crowd is kind of cultish in the sense they're welcoming, and if you just drink that old crazy a little Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid, or it's not really the right expression. If if you take their vaccine,
0: well, it's just it's
1: then you're one of them. Any group
0: that foresees Tons that they are that they are persecuted and oppressed have a very powerful recruitment tool. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is what people, I think, don't understand. is that Do you feel generally downtrodden? Join the anti-vaxxers. Right, and I think that even in our approach to anti-vaccination, we have ourselves sometimes pushed people towards that other edge, right? I mean, these aren't, these aren't individuals that necessarily respond well to, uh, you know, our outrage. I've mentioned this several times before that not to say that that response isn't natural or isn't part of our entire strategy. I just think that sometimes we're kind of missing... Uh, a solution to how to grab those doubters. And this Disney fucking plague of measles, this is it, okay? This is the fucking linchpin, if you want, of of, of how we can convert the majority of the people who aren't vaccinating over to our side. Because when that news broke, the reason why you can find 10,000 fucking websites talking about it is that this is a kid's dream world made into a nightmare, all right? If there was an even more serious outbreak, because this was still kind of contained, and they asked everybody to stay home. I mean, there's one town they asked a thousand fucking people to stay home. They just didn't know what the hell was going to happen. They're just like, please, don't go to grocery stores. Don't take this fucking New York metro if you don't have to, if you're unvaccinated. It is... They are afraid. And they should be afraid. Because the thing about measles is that the outbreak can be so spontaneous and huge, it will surprise the fuck out of you. It's wicked fast. Like I said... Contagion rates are above 90%. And in France in 2011, France suffered 10,000 fucking cases in a sh- fucking tiny fraction of time. Wow. Who is patient zero, man? I don't know. That's but so terrible. I know that the two years later, they had they were down to 272 cases. So you see the huge difference? It still
1: seems like a lot, though.
0: It is a lot, but I think that the problem with France is that there's many rural areas, and it's not quite as... I mean we think it's really civilized. There were some places in France <laughs> that didn't get fucking telephone until oh no. like two decades ago, all right? <laughs>
1: France has it's cities. It's a little it's a
0: little rural. Yeah, in some places. I- in some places. I'm definitely. I'm not suggesting they're not fucking they're they're living in huts, what? okay? <laughs>
1: <laughs> were they uh were the cases in in cities or it spread to the city.
0: Well, it, I Do I we think know? well, it, I think it spread to the cities because obviously if you're going to get 10,000, there's no way that you're doing this in the countryside. But That's the like problem towns the problem is that essentially y- you get Im- immunized against it you're not 100% you even the best immunization against it gives you 97% uh, you know resistance to it but with a disease itself that carries such high contagion rates um it you know that 3% that is n- that will never be immunized regardless all of a sudden you know 3% of your population that's still a lot of fucking people man you know that still measures in the hundreds of thousands or the millions if you're in the fucking US insane so I think that it, it has really shocked a lot of parents. The reaction from the vaccine doubters has been uh, to go and fucking vaccinate. So the, vac- the anti-vaccine crowd has become even more galvanized. They feel even more threatened. They feel definitely more uh, as a, a target. So their, their own feelings of persecution will grow. It's, it's just like the flat earthers. Know,
1: although the flat earthers, uh, I'm pretty sure most of them do it as kind of a joke, as kind of uh, you know taking the piss out of people. I don't think they do. You know, what they don't they, want they, you they, to they know. They
0: seem kind of serious about it. But like you said-
1: Or the moon landing people. Being cons- landing.
0: conspiratorial is fun. You know, you feel like you have oh, access super to some fucking secret information that everybody but that, doesn't. that
1: shit breaks down so fast when you shine some light on it.
0: Well, uh, yeah, that's the so problem. So the trick
1: is you just don't shine any light on anything. Yeah. <laughs>
0: dimwit yeah i wanted to give a couple of uh stats if, if by the way you're having some kind of fucking argument with some person who's like well you know i have my doubts or if they say "Oh, the measles aren't that bad blah 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 okay let me let's let's lay down some fucking real stats here and we can talk about whether or not this sounds pretty deadly or dangerous so ear infections occur in one in every 10 children with the measles so that's that's 10% will get an ear infection. And those ear infections can cause permanent hearing loss. So that's the first thing. As many as w- 1 out of 20 children get will get pneumonia. And uh, that's the majority, like any of the deaths related to uh, measles were often related to that um, pneumonia. 1 in every 1,000. Will develop encephalitis, swelling of the brain. Jesus! It can lead to convulsions, make the child deaf or retarded. One in ten thousand will get what's called subacute sclerosing panencephalitis. Whoa! A progressive brain eroding condition that invariably leads to a slow, like degenerate death. Uh, and uh, for every one thousand kids, on average, one will die. So those are the fucking stats.
1: So they're what they're really telling you is, it's good to
0: get sick, but one of us is gonna die. That's terrible. Or get terrible ear infections, or yeah, and like we, t- we like we were discussing, it is so contagious that it, you're almost guaranteed to get it if you uh, have no immunity towards it. Pox you're exposed. Party? <laughs>
1: Do you think of anything more dreadful <laughs> than a pox party? Oh, Chicken my God. pox is is one thing.
0: Is there a actually ch- there, a there vaccination is, yeah. for chickenpox? There is now, and what you since have to we're understand we're um, must be recent. Uh, since the late eighties, really. It? See, um. the thing is, actually, vaccinations against chickenpox are recommended now because if you get chickenpox, you are susceptible in your later age to get a, a condition called shingles. Very, very fucking painful condition. I
1: heard that's bad.
0: It is very bad. It feels effectively, like you are um, like needles are being jammed into your skin. It is unbelievably painful. In fact, if you watch a lot of uh, commercials in Canada, in French, they this is one of the fucking diseases that has been making a huge comeback. Old people that had chicken pox and suddenly find themselves with fucking shingles. So you're more likely to
1: get it if you didn't have childhood uh, chicken pox, right? If you did if you get childhood if if chicken you pox, didn't you didn't get chicken pox. No,
0: if you did. If you got chicken pox naturally yeah. and did not get a vaccination for it, you are more likely to get shingles.
1: Oh okay, I and, it was and those shingles around.
0: are going to be very painful. So Damn. this is a, this is another reason but why But everybody had chickenpox. Yeah, but again, like this is this is us, right? In our generation, now you can get a fucking immunity against it. You don't need to have the little chickenpox right, shit. Right. That's old school. That's like you getting polio, bitch. Yeah. You were living in the world where they still didn't have a fucking vaccine. So backwards, for
1: it. man. We didn't even have the internet.
0: Like, do you know how bad my chickenpox was? I had chick. I had it in my fucking eyelids. Ooh, in yeah. My ears. I had it everywhere was. I had one of the worst cases of it. Chicken It, it was, it was yeah. disgusting. It was fucking chicken <laughs> Gross.
1: <laughs> Disease is nasty. I think yeah, that's one thing we can all agree on, right, folks? Disease is nasty. Uh,
0: now, I know that there's a lot of people that uh, listen to the show that are in Australia. They like our accent, by the way. It's as sexy over there as theirs is over here. G'day, mate. G'day. So, um, I think mine's better than yours. <laughs> no, no. You saw <laughs> mine's it. Mine's way better. better. G'day. And how you doing? What do you know? We'll strike a Yeah. All right. Beer. All right. So the thing is, in Australia, the anti-vaccination movement is particularly strong over there. There's this organization called the Australian Vaccination Network, which is actually an anti-vaccination. Avax. They're They just have a pro-sounding vaccination name. How very clever. Good marketing. What they've been doing recently is that they've been encouraging people to join this bogus church called the Church of Conscious Living. <laughs> Because in 2016, A-o. there's going to be a law that comes into effect that obligates you to get your child vaccinated unless oh, you, you have a religious us- exemption. Ah. And so, the Church of Conscious Living, bogus as ship is basically saying, you know, well, we're a religion, and therefore, we want to opt out.
1: And the barrier to join sounds pretty, uh, pretty damn low. It's twenty-five dollars. You need to pay twenty-five bucks, and you need to live consciously. <laughs> Uh, not conscientiously. No. You just need to be conscious. So you need to, if you're not brain dead. Yeah.
0: Basically, the the lowest, even what a fly has, which is what we call like you know, really that basic consciousness. It it is aware uh, of itself in terms it, of self preservation. It reacts to stimuli. <laughs> <laughs> so if you react to stimuli, you too could join uh, <laughs> the church of conscious living. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you see what kind of like, what kind of fight people in uh, you know in Australia wow. are fighting here. We don't. I think
1: Australia is a little bit like Canada in in the sense that we do have uh, a few major urban areas, and they're kind of like other urban areas you'll find around the world. But there's a
0: massive rural uh, contingent, massive in-surface area. Not just massive, but also disproportionately politically powerful, Mm -hmm. because they tend to be very conservative, and so governments tend to uh, give them a disproportionate mm -hmm. amount of political power. Because yeah. they're much more easy to control and less well-educated. Sorry, I mean, uh, it might sound racist, but... Racist? Or bigotry or whatever. Or urban or elitist. You know, the, don't you just fucking love that word? Can I go on a rant about the word elitism? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm better at you than something. I'm elite. That, that sounds bad? like something to strive for, my man. <laughs> I, I think that there's this strange idea, uh, and, and this is very much an American idea, I think. That uh, you know, there's this classless world, that, and in this classlessness, that you can't show any intellectual eliteness. You can show eliteness in terms of money. I don't think Americans have a fucking problem with elitism being a matter of money, but they definitely don't want elitism to be a matter of intelligence. Because as far, if you're an American, you tell yourself or you delude yourself, I can always be rich, but you know that you can't necessarily be fucking smart. Good luck with that. Yeah, that's a lot more work too because you can buy a lottery ticket but there's no fucking little lottery of education. No, You'll be able to buy more books but it doesn't mean you'll know <laughs> what to do with them. Until they invent like a matrix thing where you could just shove it in your brain and have it spoon-fed to you. Show I'm not entirely sure brain. that... Int- yeah, intelligence isn't something that can just come naturally to you with a with a push of a button or... You know, like this is why people go to uh, casinos or whatever. They really think that their entire lives can be solved by pressing one fucking button. But of course, it would be anti intellectual. How about this? We start, a, mo- so we start a
1: movement. You know, you know how I'm into my audiobook kick these days? These days? Yeah.
0: It's always something audio over the
1: Audio. Audio yeah. only. So we'll start a movement like, hey, you want to get smart the easy way? And then we uh, <laughs> link them up with our favorite <laughs> that's like audio. The easiest way. <laughs> no, it's the not easiest easy, way. It's the no, no. easiest. No, <laughs> no. No, no. Hear <laughs> me out. Hear me out. Right. It's a big, big racket. Big okay. scam. Uh, Get Smart the easy way, uh-huh. and instead of, like, reading a whole book and understanding it and thinking about it, instead of just listening to an audio book and having to think about it again,
0: you play audiobooks while you're asleep. They did that already. Oh, come on. You, you, when I, I think it's going to come back in a big. When movie. I was a kid, my sister had... What was his name? Boris the Hypnotist or something like that? And she had these confidence tapes <laughs> like, you are a winner. You are a, you all, and like learn something Spanish different when you're like sleeping and shit. It's still a It just don't work. But it's less
1: obvious. It just scam. don't work. Yeah, just man. just don't work.
0: I think that what we could do is we'll take the occult rift, the new invention, you know, like the virtual reality thing that's really starting uh, to take off.
1: <laughs> sorry. Rewind. Sorry. Oculus Rift. Oculus Rift. <laughs> the, the Occult, occult? Rift. Holy that shit. sounds
0: epic, man. Damn, yeah, That sounds scary. The awesome. Rift. The Occult Rift. <laughs> That's going to be the name of my virtual reality thing. Hey, what happens to the Occult Rift? Oh, you don't want to know, man, <laughs> man. Man, you you don't come back. Oh, <laughs> you don't come back the same. It's fucking hardcore in the Occult Rift. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Anywho. Details. I think that what you could do is you could uh, essentially tell a person that you're simulating education in virtual mm-hmm. reality. And they'll just believe it. You don't need to really do anything. It's a fucking snake oil, man. I mean, if you want to make a person feel smarter, that's very possible. All you have to do is make things super simple and make everybody else appear dumber, and then they will feel smarter. And then after, once they feel smarter, they will believe they're smarter, and you've done your work. It's done. And it's they're going to get in
1: all kinds of trouble in the real
0: world. <laughs> like, for instance, they keep doing studies where they found that dumb people are way overconfident about their abilities, while really talented people are super not confident about theirs. Mm -hmm. So, this is a fucking topsy-turvy world, man, where the dumbest people feel like the smartest. You understand? Like, here's the problem. All these smart people out there, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I should do something about this. (laughs) I don't quite feel quite ready. The guy who's going to do it, if you're not going to do it, or the girl's going to do it, they're dumber than you by like a mile, man. You mm-hmm. fucking pick up that shit and just go with it. Dumber by a mile. If you don't do it and you have half a fucking brain, then a zero brain person's gonna fucking do it. So, yeah, it's true. I, I bet there are some anti-vaxxers who really feel like
1: they're, they're in on some big secret, and all the other dumbasses getting their children vaccinated are just plain
0: idiots. I think that we a person should do is anytime you read like one of those, you know fucking tea party rallies or somewhere where people with a slightly lower IQ are congregating, you should ask them, how smart do you think you are? Do you think that you're smart? I'm just curious. I mean, like, how do people think of their own intelligence, really? Because I think that dumb people think that they're way smarter than they are, and Mm -hmm. smart people think that they're dumber. So if you think you're dumb, you might be smart. That's the irony here. And if you think you're smart, you might be dumb. So I might be Let really be a dumb. Lesson. I think I'm fucking smart as hell, so I must be fucking an idiot. I, yeah. didn't,
1: I didn't want to be the one to break this. According to body. that
0: thing. So what about you? You think you're dumb?
1: Uh. Because
0: <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure you think you're smarter than me, so that makes you even the biggest idiot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I could see uh, how that I could see how you came to that conclusion. Uh
0: of course you can, because you think you're smarter than me. Well, yeah, I don't even know how I came to that conclusion. I'm the first one. Well, that uh, now. through
1: through iterative thinking. Um, yeah, yeah. You you use it that. It seemed word like, like a conclusion. You know you what that is. It seemed but like a t- valid
0: conclusion. See, uh, we're all topsy turvy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, topsy turvy. Obviously, though. But we're both vaccinated, so. But there must. How be bad it could be? it be? There, there must be a stage, though, where like a genius still knows that he's a fucking genius, right? He doesn't think he's a fucking. Yeah, idiot. like that
1: guy who um, built that organ. Oh my
0: god, what's <laughs> his name?
1: <laughs> Cameron Carpenter, I believe, oh, yeah. is his name. If you want to have a laugh.
0: <laughs> if you want to see the most pretentious fucking artist of the 21st century, research this guy. But, you know, music isn't bad, i got to say. It's not bad. It's not bad. Look, it's not like I'm saying that his arrogance is not partially deserved. It's just that when you listen to him, like, I even admire his arrogance. Because the, the thing is, you could be one of those artists who's like, oh, I don't know if my work's that good. Well, if you're not selling it, Nobody will. Yeah. You have to believe in your work so much that you'd be like, "Hey, bitch, you're fucking, you're the fool for missing out on this shit." <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's confidence. Anyway, that's, I admire. That's that. That's a good laugh. If you want a good laugh. It doesn't necessarily mean, though, that I admire everything about this person. There are many things about that's him that I find comical. Yeah, fashion, including the fashion way sense. Fashion sense, but the way he talks about his own music. Like, come on, man! Don't <laughs> take yourself so seriously. Like, come on. Bring it down a notch. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's his
1: angle, right? Like the world needs someone who who isn't Mozart, but maybe acts like a little Mozart or uh, Mozart. Mm. Mozartee. Mozartesque, Mozartesque.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's true. You can't underestimate the need for. So people. he's just yeah. he, he's playing a role very well, I think. But y- you know, even even one of the king of entertainment, Johnny Carson, said that if you want to be an entertainer, you have to be confident because you have to have. See when a person listens to you or it, it, be it music or even entertainment they have to th- feel as though you know what you're doing. If you go on the st- if you go on stage and you look like you don't know what you're doing, you're going to make everybody's shit itch so fucking bad. <laughs> like th- what a person wants is they want confidence and self-assurance. They want they want you to lead them in a particular direction, say, good evening. Today you're going to be entertained and I'm not going to make your shit itch. By being all like, um, um, do you guys like this? I just made this. Like, do you really want to go see a show? Where a person's like, oh, please like this. I'm so nervous I'm going to shoot myself if you don't know, like it. Like, no. You want the fucking confident SOB. Yeah. So yeah. That's, no matter what. No matter what. Let's uh, let's move on to our second topic, which is to try to tell everybody what this super confident SOB is doing. Because have we talked about the vaccination thing to its conclusion do you feel as though we've i think it's
1: uh it's gone viral yeah we've done all and like
0: i said i I the the washington post had the best article about it when they pointed out the fact that the vaccine doubters are going to be brought in and if you want to know what you should be doing every fucking time you talk about vaccines mention disney it it'll stick into people's fucking minds this is effective this is working this is a wedge strategy for the anti-vaccination movement you can't get all of them but you can get that fucking 7 to 11% of people who are on the fence and be like, Hey, do you want your kid to be deformed? You want him to lose his fucking job because you don't understand basic science? No, I don't think you do. So why don't you cool down, talk to a real doctor instead of fucking Jenny McCarthy. Get your shit together. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Ignore that social pressure to fit in with your damn friends. I know.
0: And you know what? You'd probably get smarter friends once you fucking dump these idiots if that's the problem. Don't surround yourself with people that are only interested in their own echo chamber. I mentioned this. Maybe they're just trying to feel smart. I I know that they're trying to do the right thing. Their hearts in the right place, but a lot of people's hearts have been in the right place for the wrong reasons. That is not an excuse. Or in the wrong place for the right reasons. Well, it's just it's also because, like I said, the uh, you as a human being are a fucking walking time bomb. You know, like you could be carrying all kinds of diseases. You have a responsibility to myself as well as yourself. So. I am d- very distrustful about people who do not accept those responsibilities. That's all. If you don't care about your measles status, care about mine. Yeah. You know? And there's more that's than just respect. that. Like, One of the articles that I pointed to, it was so disturbing because the mother was like, oh, I didn't vaccinate my kid for polio. Polio. Okay? It's still not 100% eradicated. And polio's had a bit of a fucking comeback. Now, let me explain oh, to man. you that polio is a crippler. You get polio, and that is it. You can they be still have in that a weird, weird iron lung contraption? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's much better now. Yeah. But Eesh. we do not need to see polio come back just because you think you're doing the right fucking thing. I know that you've never seen the results of polio. But let me tell you that anybody who has, and I've read all of their comments, their heartbroken comments at their disabled or dead fucking relatives that had polio, wake the fuck up. The last thing I want is someone spreading a disease that we almost eradicated, like, a, a, what, a hundred years ago? For the love of God, man. Get that shit under control. Can you imagine a terrible future where uh, they have
1: all the technology, but they don't know how it works, and it just starts breaking down? It well, kind of reminds me of that kind of grim future. Dude,
0: man, you know that you sent me a documentary grim. about civilization, okay, mm-hmm. and how the, the the breakdown of civilization, at least Western civilization... Almost came very occurred, close. Came very close. And the reason it almost occurred wasn't because a bunch of fucking barbarians came and they tore everything down. No, 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 no. It was partially Hellenized people who didn't care about maintaining the structures. You know, like the public libraries and the aqueducts and everything. It was So just they slowly there. degraded over time and they didn't think about it. And the next thing you knew, nothing worked and their fucking society collapsed. They
1: refused to put energy into uh,
0: upkeep. Yeah. That's what really kills a civilization. I mean, you know what killed the Library Laisiness. of Alexandria? It wasn't a bunch of fucking crazy religious people that came in and burned every book. Although that did happen a few times. But there were so many millions of books, you couldn't destroy it all in one shot. No. What killed the Alexand- the Library of Alexandria was literally lack of funding and time. It degraded and eroded everything. It made, it, it made all the books fucking rot when they had to be recopied. It, it, entire structures crumbled time is the killer if you what is the greatest threat to civilization time man the lack of upkeep if you don't fucking keep that shit up if you take it for granted if you think oh diseases have been eradicated i don't need to take a fucking vaccine holy goddamn shit you do i know it's not visible to you but the progress of mankind are tiny steps that are never visible they're always invisible but fuck, man, it doesn't, it, it's not about going backwards, all right? Like, the vaccine debate was settled in the 1800s. Don't go back there. You'll get sick. For the love of God, solved. All right. Lame. Let's move on to our last topic, which okay. is to explain to everybody who's listening to the show and be like, Jacob, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is happening? What man? is happening? Because, you know, we were making some grand promises before the What's last happening? show. What's and, and you know what, here's the thing. I'm sure that if you're listening to this right now, you've noticed one thing. The sound is amazing. Sounds good. I know, it sounds good. And this is actually because of uh, my co-host here, t bod who decided to invest in some pretty beautiful microphones. Because as you may recall, we were trying to do a campaign to resurrect the good atheist. And that campaign, ladies and gentlemen, I can say, was a complete disaster. I think that uh, it's fair to say. Yeah? Fourteen supporters for the Good Atheist podcast in the span of two months. Thank you. Was, that 14. was 14. Well, it is the magic number. Yep. <laughs> That's <laughs> so kind of uh, apropos. Yeah. So it kind of told me one thing. It told me that whatever the good atheist is, it's not enough. It's just, you know, nobody wants to support that thing the way that can make it so that I can do this for the next fucking 10 years again. I mean, here's the problem, I think. I'm, I'm hitting the fucking, you know, mid age right now. And although I have. A lot of atheist shows, and that all sounds great, that's not a fucking career. You know, like, you c- I can't do much with it. I tried to showcase that, and atheism is a poison, you know, for your career. Like, people don't even want to hire you because they think that it might cause some kind of fucking problem. You know what I mean? Are you going to be a problem? Are you going to be a problem? So. Are you going to be a problem? I, I think that after that happened, like, I had these designs a few months ago that. Once I'd finished the book, the one thing I wanted to do after was a magazine. I don't know. I guess it, after I finished writing Bible stories, which is a fiction book, I kind of got into <laughs> fiction. Really, Bible? Yeah. Well, it's categorized in nonfiction actually knew? in the in <laughs> bookstores. It's many times a nonfiction. What? You heard me? Wow. Anyways, um, when I finished writing that book, I, you know, I, for so many years, I kept on saying like I was I was the guy who kept on saying oh you know like fiction is fine and good, but I like more serious books about topics because I like to learn and blah, blah. Just a fucking snob. And then I think after Bible Stories I realized that stories are way more effective at communicating ideas and thoughts than any fucking nonfiction book you've ever read in your life. And the reason is because nonfiction is fine for people who want to learn something, but fiction is perfect for people who don't even know they want to learn something.
1: Yeah, to give them a little... Hunger to learn more. Exactly. Open their brain to, or uh, their, their being to another notion.
0: Or, or take, okay, take music from, you know, like uh, the 1950s or 1960s, you know, when there was still very conservative society that didn't want to, you know, you couldn't really talk about sex. Like, listen to any uh, Beach Boys song, right? Every single fucking song is really just about sex, but it has to be, you. you, you need euphemisms to talk about it. Well, what I think that we we don't understand is that euphemisms or analogies or metaphors, these are probably the most powerful tools for, like, learning something. Because if you were to just, if the the Beach Boys were just to be honest about their entire songs, it would have less meaning. Because by being vague about it, Mm -hmm. we attribute the meaning ourselves. Right. There's something fucking powerful about that. It becomes a person's own idea rather than your own. Like that, that you're trying to impose on them. So I think I learned the power of fiction and I've been kind of a, hooked on that shit for a little while. So I wanted my next magazine to be, or my next project to be that magazine. But I didn't have a name. What was the original one? I think Amazing Stories or something. Yeah, something like that. And then January uh, happened and I think that you all know that uh, in Paris there were like fucking nine cartoonists and or was it ten cartoonists and two editors? I forget. Like th- almost the entire staff of a small satirical newspaper was murdered, like systematically fucking murdered by radical Muslims who uh, were upset that they had fucking printed cartoons of Muhammad. So imagine I'm, you're in my mind imagine my mindset, I'm thinking about starting a magazine, good atheists isn't doing so well, and 12 fucking human beings that have fought for the right of free speech and, for, and have satirized religion get murdered. I don't know, it felt personal you know it felt like Jake man you can't just everything's changed it's changed in the sense that I'm like who picks up the fucking mantle now right and everybody seemed afraid after I know that there was lots of support past the Charlie thing be like je suis Charlie but how many people wrote je suis pas Charlie or were saying hey maybe they did deserve it or they shouldn't have done it because you were insulting somebody so you shouldn't be surprised if you get violent retaliation Be like, what the fuck is what the fuck are you talking about or every time the conversation got derailed, I'd be like, well, what, the real reason they were murdered was because of Western imperialism. I'm like, what? Are you hmm. for real? You, you, you really think that geopolitical issues were the, the 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 main reason and not the straight up? They made cartoons with Mohammed they were shot because of it, and the terrorists yelled, Allah Akbar? Like, I don't know what you need to uh, see a bit clearer. So once that happened, I decided... This is not just a fucking idea in my head. This is the next. This is the next thing. I don't want to just be known as an atheist. I want to be known as a satirist. Now, that's what I want. I think that it makes more sense, you know. Because let me tell you something. If you go to a crowd and you tell someone that you're a professional atheist, do you know what kind of fucking reaction you get? I mean, you should. Are you gonna cause a problem? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I mean, there's. What is this? I've even had fans that have told me that they can't spread my shit around because it's too overtly atheist and they don't want their own, you know, atheism to be exposed. Can you dial it down a bit, buddy? It's almost like they're asking me to dial it down, but not really. I get it. So, right now, if you're listening to this and you're saying, Jake, what is this new fucking project? What's it called? What's the dealio? I want you to go to patreon.com slash sketchy and you're going to see the new project that I'm working on, the new magazine sketchy magazine now I don't want to oversell this but this is like probably some of the best work I've ever fucking done like I'm, I don't know if it's better than Bible stories but imagine that I take all the, my artistic skills, my writing skills my you know design skills and I've combined them all together to make like a fucking amazingly cool offbeat magazine where I can just discuss every fucking little thing that's in my head or even I've, I've i've brought in artists from fucking all over the world to also work on this Yeah, it's
1: pretty cool there's some sample uh sample art i guess uh self caricature that everybody did afro monkey jose luis jacob 14 yep my I mean, favorite uh character is is obviously sketchy himself and his <laughs> nasty little <laughs> counterpoint
0: tell us about sketchy so as m- most of you know, like after the the whole Charlie Hebdo attack, the pencil became kind of like the symbol of free speech. And for me, I thought, well, if you're going to have a fucking mascot, if you want to the magazine, it should be a pencil. Now, when you draw a pencil, you don't have a lot of work with. I mean, he's literally a stick. But for me, I was like, well, look, if you're going to draw a, a pencil, you better make sure that, he, you know, where do you put the point? Do you put it on his head <laughs> or do you put it on his ass? I decided to put it on his ass, because really, when you think about it, freedom of speech is kind of like just blurting out every shitty, weird, fucked up thought you have, right? Like, it's not about using only your head. Most of the people who fucking utilize free speech, they're talking from, like, they're talking out of their ass. Like, They're just fucking making some shit out or they're just trying to be offensive. They're just shitting all over the place. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's offensive but his head has something else on it. Well, his head has an eraser, but <laughs> the thing is the eraser's obviously been used a little, but you know, he's, he's made kinda, some mistakes. He's made some mistakes. Now, if you've ever used an HB pencil and you've ever used the fucking eraser, you realize why you never use the eraser in an HB pencil cuz it's no good. It doesn't erase. It fucking smudges. So, Sketchy is a kind of character that for me represents the very ideal of free uh you know uh free speech free you know he's offensive he's grumpy He's dissatisfied he has something to say and people might call him at any time a, a bigot racist islamophobic all kinds of fucking words but it's it's irrelevant because for sketchy it's more about he's more interested in saying it he's not really interested in making sure that what he says is nice he's pissed off And he just wants to fucking say some shit. And I think that this is essentially, in a nutshell, somebody was asking me, why why do you support free speech? Like, why is this an important thing? And I said, well, after the Charlie Hebdo attacks, man, we we were willing to give that shit up pretty fucking fast. Name me one major news outlet that republished those cartoons. Like, self-censorship is still a form of censorship. It's It's still a will that's imposed on us that doesn't match our fucking values. And that's what I think is really messed up about that shit. And that's why I was like, I want to put my hat in the ring. And uh, there are some people that have you know messaged back, and they're a little worried about me. They're like, it's going to happen. You get a couple of like one of the cartoons is a you know anti you know uh, Islamic uh, little picture inspired again by the Charlie Hebdo kind of thing. And I'm like, bring it on! Like I will not be bullied into silence. That's that's the problem. That's that's exactly what's been happening. And Sketchy Magazine, for me, is fighting that tide. Of course, it's not just that. I mean, there's lots more to Sketchy. It's, no, a, I mean, it's a
1: fucking smorgasbord of art. We've seen, it seemed like, a, just a big decline in the role that artists choose to play in society. Mm. You know, the... Well, you tell me this all the time. You're, anti, you're so mad about that. anti-war songs from the 60s, you don't hear that as much anymore. This you is, is you don't idea. hear any of that, really and
0: well because it's not popular
1: artists are supposed to challenge you not all art has to be beautiful and looks good they're supposed to get in your brain and make you think that oh man there are problems and maybe i should do something about it what well, that role of social social critic that arts uh are supposed to play in any society uh we're just not doing it no. these days. and <laughs> we don't have that
0: if you ask most artists uh, what is art it's very difficult to define but i think that a lot of them would tell you that at the very least art is about subversion you know it's mm-hmm. about challenging institutions or individuals that have power because really free speech is fucking worthless if you can't do that and there's a lot of there's there are so many fucking people that are willing to throw free speech under the bus because they really are afraid of its consequences they're like well if if you publish these cartoons of mohammed you could anger hundreds of millions of uh, you know muslims to which I say, we're not going to get anywhere until they get over that shit. You understand what I'm saying? I'm like, I should be allowed to badmouth the Pope, badmouth anybody I fucking want, and not anticipate being murdered as a result. Like, I think that that's a fucking fair statement. But this is not a. This is not. Uh, you know, we don't. We, not everybody believes. This. There are many people, and especially religious individuals, that are like, you're not allowed to make fun. Of my religion. (laughs) And here's the thing there's a lot of people on the left that have kind of given them their own unofficial support, right? Like these are the people that are like, you shouldn't have published that. What you published was racist. You're inciting violence. These are the people that are excusing away uh, violent actions versus speech. And I think that every single one of these idiots has forgotten the major, like the main point, which is. That you respond with words with what? Words. That is it. Everything else is a fucking distraction. If you say, "Well, France was involved in all of these other wars," blah blah, I'm like, the, these were cartoonists. Okay, they don't have to fucking absolve every uh, evil that is done, uh, you know, in the name of the countries that they live in. Like this is ridiculous. At the end of the day, the issues was just was this: their freedom of speech was up against the, the, the right for someone not to be offended. And the results was murder. Well, what do you think is more important? Honestly. So I think that's where it boils down to. And, and, and this is my new focus. It doesn't mean that we're going to stop, by the way, good atheist shows. I still have like a ton of content that I've been working on. It's just that for the last month and a half, I've been working like a dog on this thing. And if you want to go check out, like we we the first 10 pages of Sketchy Magazine, are available for free you can go to the goodatheist.net or jacob14.com and get your free 10 uh, first pages and if you love it you can subscribe for a dollar a magazine that's not a dollar a month that's a dollar a fucking magazine that's it that's all i'm charging for the electronic magazine it's a buck i don't think you can make it cheaper no i want as many subscribers to this Okay, because if all of a sudden I had 2,000 subscribers tomorrow, it would be a monthly magazine. All right, but for now, we're still at like, I think we're at 17 right now. So, it, that's, it's going to be one a year at that low. <laughs> but you guys can make all the difference. This is, this is designed to try to appeal to as many fucking human beings as possible. It looks pretty sketchy. <laughs> and if you believe T-Bod, who says that, he, uh, okay, what was your prediction? You were quite drunk when you made this prediction, but... Uh, <laughs> well, how,
1: sh- how the hell should I know?
0: Oh, you don't remember? <laughs> Time boy no, I, it has a broad. Uh,
1: I think it's it's the kind of thing that's a bit more broad than just pure atheism. Yeah, but how much did you say after a year what are we were gonna have subscribers? How many subscribers? Uh huh. I don't know, in the tens of thousands. You said
0: a hundred thousand after a year. This sure. is what you said when you were drunk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I could believe a thousand
0: if I worked really hard. If you have a, if if you stir that pot, get a little controversy, get a little controversy. I'm gonna whip out my dick in church, man. Little controversy. <laughs> I wouldn't do well. Ooh, Hold on. Yeah, well, well. I'm been thinking about it. I could say it's a religious exemption. I come from a uh, you know religion that thinks that showing your cock is a uh, is a good thing. Religious exemption. How come I can't just fucking make my own religion? Hey, if you can make a religion to not Vaccinate get vaccinated, vaccinated, right? I want a vac- I want a fucking religion where I can just whip out my cock whenever I want to for spiritual reasons. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you're on the street and you just whip it out. Well, sketchy kind of. Uh... Sketchy is a bit of a whip out your dick comic. I'm sorry, what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I mean his, his whole attitude. He's 100 percent attitude. <laughs> he's, he's nothing but sketchy. Is like my grumpy side. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> he's he's but, but so like your main main personality. I I have many aspects. Your of base personality. personality. Yeah, yeah. But he also has a companion called Ace, who's an eraser. And you know, Ace tries to cover up some of his mistakes. And you know, he looks. He seems like a nice guy. You know, like the apologetics, the whatever. And and sometimes you need that with a grumpy person, right? You're kind of like my apologetic. I'm sure you've apologized for me like a thousand times.
1: (laughs) What about the love interest, Pink Pearl? That's disgusting. That's not happening?
0: No, not happening. Mm -hmm. I haven't really figured out a love interest for Sketchy. Let's just say he's too grumpy for love. Yeah. I don't think he'd really believe it. (laughs) He's too damn grumpy for love. (laughs) (laughs) I mean,
1: he's a pencil that's seen things. He has little oh, bags, no, he's, he's tiny, bags right? under his eyes.
0: Like, look how small he is as a pencil. He's been sharpened. His shoes have times. laces and Velcro. He's just pissed off. Well, he has old school high tops. Yep. Because I believe that uh, high tops are going to make a comeback. Uh, he's, he's made some mistakes. He's, well, he's made a few mistakes. But I think that, like you said, he's an extremely experienced pencil. He's been through a, quite the a way,
1: bit. And the way he voices his displeasure. He takes a big old squat down and rubs his point all over. <laughs> all over the place. You know, any, not any document,
0: any sacred document. Yeah. He's not afraid of uh, using the, creating that controversy <laughs> that uh, I, as Jacob 14, may be a little bit more worried about. But as a cartoon character, I feel like cartoon characters can get w- away with a lot more than uh, a human being. So so we have Sketchy the Magazine. So we have Sketchy, and and the thing is, so it's a dollar to join The if you go to um, – Patreon.com slash sketchy for the very basic. But we're also going to be doing a a podcast. So since our focus is now more on sketchy, me and T-Bot here, we're going to start doing podcasts. But they're going to be a little bit different from what you've heard in the past. They're going to be a little bit more focused. Like we're going to do shows on – We're going to speak Latin. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) One show will be in Spanish. No. It's going to be like a lot more – like for instance, if you've ever listened to Serial – Serial is about, like, one particular event, which is a murder in the 1990s, and then they they did a 12-part series about that. Well, we're going to kind of do something similar, except for our series will be based on historical individuals or cool moments in, you know, history. Or sometimes it could be just a weird scientific principle, like uh, we're probably going to do a show on the science of brewing and—
1: Astrophysique.
0: And drinks and that kind of stuff, because T-Bot here is a bit of a uh, drink-lava. And this, what's cool about the sketchy podcast, or it's a nice way of putting the, it, the the bonus podcast, which is called, what's the bonus podcast called? Sketchy as fuck. The sketchy as fuck podcast is going to be uh, for adults only. Yeah. It's for adults only. It's a place where we're going to get a little soused and have a little fun, and uh, that's for those are going to be for people who are hardcore. We're yeah, just not going to hold back because you know us. Reserved. Yeah, I know. I've been very reserved, but even then, I'll be like totally unleashed. And, because on the show, Unhinged. we'll feature a cocktail every show because Tony tiny boy likes to make cocktails. So we'll talk about the cocktails even during the show. So you'll learn things. You'll learn a you'll learn how to get drunk in style. We can make a mocktail too. Yeah, I suppose we could. And the cool thing too and is And then we'll that add some alcohol. And they're, they're, for people who really want to support the magazine, because remember like for this magazine to go from being once a year to even once a month, it's just a matter of the amount of support that we get. But for people who really want to support it a lot, we're going to be making audio versions of the stories that I write, uh, cool commercials and stuff like that. So there's going to be a lot of really great content because I feel a little bit, I don't know, revitalized. Like Sketchy Magazine for me is like a a repository of everything I've ever wanted to do. Like if I have a short story idea, if I have a one or two page comic I've ever wanted to fucking do, this is it. This is where I'm putting all of my brain farts, my fucking thoughts and everything that bugs me. So if you love what I've done over the years, and you figure I need to fucking support this guy, then uh, the Sketchy Magazine is going to be your new love—the most adequate in satire. It's a good tagline. Yeah. So uh, uh, still, if you're just a, if you're a listener of the Good Atheist, I mean, we're not going anywhere. We're, we're not going to be doing as much content as we used to. You know, I might be releasing once a month or maybe a little bit less often. But the Sketchy Podcast and the Sketchy Magazine—this is going to be the fucking future, my friends. And once you see it. You're gonna see that it's like there's a good reason why I'm doing this. Like uh, ultimately, we, we said it before during the show, the word atheist has been a bit of a it's been a bit of a setback. You're not gonna cause any trouble, stuff. are you? I don't want any trouble, <laughs> but I can definitely introduce all the principles of, of the things that we talk about, just a package that's a little bit more attractive for the mainstream. I think you guys can understand that it's just if we're gonna make any headway in a, in like non-belief. We're gonna have to fucking get a little bit more creative than what we've been doing. Let's let's stop fucking having the echo chamber. Yeah, let's uh, let's reach out. So if you think this is a good idea, go to Patreon.com/sketchy and just support it. Just at a dollar a magazine. So at this point, if you pay a dollar, it'll be a dollar a year. So uh, if you think that's too much, like you're really and poor, you're sketchy. and you're really poor, like you should you shouldn't even be listening to this show. You need a job, man. If a dollar is a little too much, and if you're listening to this at work, good on you. Or on the way to work, or on the way
1: back, or on the way back. On the way back. Yeah. Good on you. Good on you. And ya. if you're listening in your sleep, come on. You can breathe underwater.
0: <laughs> don't don't
1: don't breathe. wet your bed.
0: <laughs> you are feeling very relaxed. Very relaxed. Oh, that's a bit too much. Oh, that that's yeah. a bit too much. Too late. <laughs> Before we go, yeah, I got to tell you this one hilarious story. I don't know. Has this ever happened to you? So probably not three nights ago i'm 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 sleeping, and all of a sudden I have like this really i don't know maybe it was a bit of an upsetting dream, and in my dream, I'm like puking and then I woke up and I was just about to puke, and I had to fucking like stop myself and like swallow it back. Wow. It was awful. Have you ever fucking almost woke puked hell no, man, hell and no the next morning, my mom was like. Is there something wrong? You were making all kinds of weird noises. I didn't realize that it must have made a <laughs> <laughs> noise. Wow, we should get that I was so out. concentrated on trying to keep my vomit inside. Like, I would have puked all over my bed, dude. That
1: Maybe you out. actually were sick, and it had nothing to do with your dream. Maybe you were actually
0: sick, and it I didn't, didn't have feel to, nauseous. Nothing. Well, you woke up almost... Puking, so... But that was... I think was that it your dream, I think or it was a were dream. you sick? Like, if you're sick in your dream, and you're... Like, okay, have you ever <laughs> had you to go d- really pee in your dream, and you wake up, and you're almost peeing your fucking pants? But so I this think is the same th- thing. I think they're both...
1: Yeah, it, it is the same thing. I think you... When you have to pee in your dream, you actually... Your body has to pee. And it tries to wake you up that way. Oh, I see you You know right what there. I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, if you it. die in a dream... I don't think I was sick It don't matter. matter? I don't think I was sick. wake up. I don't think I was sick. But you were sick when you woke up. You the had dream was swallow. intense. Dream was intense. <laughs> okay.
0: Clearly intense. Yeah, very, very clearly. But if this has wow. happened to you, by the way, send me a little message. I no, no, I want
1: to hear from you. My weird, uh, you know that slow motion fighting
0: effect. Oh yeah, you, you, you know. keep talking about it, man. Is this is this in a recurring thing every night now? <laughs> no, it's not. Are you have a fight.
1: It, it's just funny when it happens. Like it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. But what about the running? Are when you try to run away? Are you just running through molasses? Could, I never told you how I run
0: in my dreams. So I do you I, go, I have I have the perpetual I can't go I can't move fast enough. So I lean <laughs> you like start forward leaning. so much like that my track, nose is practically like a track star yeah. about to take off. My like, no, leaning. like I'm so leaning that my face is practically touching the ground <laughs> and I'm oh, not so much so running annoying. as I am pushing against the floor. <laughs> so it's so not fucking moving. Uh, for, for me worst. it's uh I'm running but all my
1: energy goes into making me go really high and not forward stationary like sit like
0: like higher than a ceiling higher than a house Yeah, but at least you're fucking if you're because for me if i'm trying to run i'm trying to get away from something yeah but i'm so you're at least in the air
1: back down really slowly (laughs) well then at least (laughs)
0: the worst (laughs) oh really so (laughs) like really slowly oh man like you're on the moon or something Yeah. yeah shit anyway that's sketchy yeah so um yeah that's our show um we're going to be back next month. I actually have a pretty cool interview I, I'm, I'm going to put up with this guy, the science educator by the name of uh, Matt uh, Fasciani. He's cool. He's going, to be, he's going to be our next guest on the next show. But if you want to have the podcast be way more often, because like I said, The Good Atheist, it's not my focus anymore. I'm really putting the focus on this product. I want to be a, I want to be a, a publishing empire, man. I think that starting a magazine makes sense. I think the magazine is due for a comeback. Why not? I mean, like, print is not dead. That's a fucking. That's a misgotten belief that should be fucking eliminated. It goes in this order: zine,
1: magazine, magazine.
0: Ooh. You want to be a
1: magazine? Yeah,
0: let's start a magazine. Sketchy magazine. The magazine. Fuckin', yeah, man. Yeah, fuck the magazine. Yeah. We're a magazine. We got, like, online shit. We got, like, podcasts. It's a fucking magazine. We have the After Dark version of our podcast. Honestly, that's what I'm calling it magazine. A magazine. So if you want to support our magazine, please do so. We're going to greatly appreciate it. And if not, you know, that's that's cool. Just keep listening we'll to We'll see you uh, back here once in a while. Yeah, we'll see you back here once in a while. Like like I said, we're not going anywhere. We still got to do some atheism thing. You know, there's always going to be somebody bugging us. So we got to keep that shit going. But uh, patreon.com slash sketchy. Join it now. Become a Patreon at one dollar. I mean it's like the most basic thing. And uh, for all of you that have been part of the three hundred and that kind of stuff, you gotta get in touch. Papa's fucking turn the wheels back on, you know, like we just have a slightly different direction. But the goals the goal will always be the same, my friends. We gotta wake up some motherfuckers, you know what I mean? We're just gonna do it with some stories and some comics. It's gonna be different, but better. Alright, with that, my name is Jacob Portan. T Bot. Have a good Atheist Day, everybody.
1: episode 336 is <laughs> brought to you by 330 less than the beast
0: <laughs> right <laughs> right am i right yeah, he's, his math is correct <laughs> am i right <laughs> his math is on
1: his math is on uh-huh. and as irrelevant as usual
0: <laughs> actually it's not 666 it's apparently 616 i have but, to change uh, the
1: decorative sign on my bathroom upstairs why the 666 yeah oh yeah
0: okay but, uh, no, there are translation, apparently, mistakes that happened. <laughs> why so many stupid, like, dinky, rinky-dink <coughs> mistakes? You want to know why? Okay, so why? Every, let's take the New Testament as just an example. The New Testament is made up of about, I think it's less than 150,000 words. And since every single copy of the New Testament that we've ever found is a copy of a copy of a copy, right? every single v- version is different in terms but of its grammar and its structure, right? You would
1: think that like, it's not one single unbroken lineage of one book translated to another book, transcribed to another book, transcribed to another book. You would think there would have been a whole ecosystem of books, and they all get translated over the generations and generations and generations, which should act as kind of uh, like an error correction, no?
0: No, it doesn't, no. Well, see, here's the thing. It, 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 this is what I was trying to say. The, 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 there are 150,000 words, and if you were to analyze... Actually, there was an analysis made in the eight, uh, 19th century by this guy called John Gray, I think. Wow. He analyzed... That's pretty late. He analyzed... I'm trying to remember um, how many thousands of documents um, or thousands of versions of it. it. But it was the most, I mean, conscientious study that had been done at the time. And he found... In between, you know, like for, for instance, between one version, was a, were the words inversed? Or were, you know, like he found over 300,000 different. Holy in moly. In the variations. So that means that there are more variations than there are words in the <laughs> New Testament. <laughs> mm, not yeah. a good ratio. Obviously, not every single variation of the words changes the meaning. Not a good ratio. But there are sometimes where it does. Like, for instance, when you take the Greek to Latinized translation, when you talk about the, you know, a young woman mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it becomes a virgin. Hello. Uh, yeah, it can have some significant Big changes. Yeah. That's why there's even some of them. I know plenty of A that are not B. Well, there's... there's <laughs> And some B that aren't A. There are, some, there are some of the books in the New Testament that don't talk about this so-called Immaculate Conception. It's not even fucking discussed. So, again, it gives you an idea that it's probably just a translation error. And over time, we were more likely to believe the translation error than we are the original document. Translation being. error. In fact, the original document in which all the Gospels are based is a document called Q, in which no one has ever fucking found this document. Mm-hmm. But it, by studying the text itself, you realize that all of them are, share a common influence, and that's the text they're basing it. It's ah. called Q.
1: Q, like just the letter just Q? Just Q.
0: Like the Star Trek character? Yep.
1: Interesting. I don't know if that's related to it, but that would be cool. Interesting. Are right, you ready? Ready to <laughs> rock. A nice little preamble <laughs> for you there, folks. <laughs>
0: it's actually an unamble. It's at the end. Pre. Hmm? <laughs> what do you mean? This is bonus show we put at the end. Uh, so they only hear this at the end, not the beginning. Right. It's just amble. And it's for people who know that Ample there's some stuff after the music. Because I, right. never, I never spe- specified that there's bonus show.
1: And if you stayed past the credits...
0: We'd like to treat you to some funny stuff. Most people who do, it's just because they're too lazy to click next. Yeah. That's why they discovered it. They watch it by default. But I always thought that's where you should put bonus content. Yeah, I mean, when you watch a movie, do you like watching the fucking, like, outtakes? Love it. Exactly. <coughs> Love it. Well, I don't know why every movie doesn't fucking do it. Show that you have a yeah. sense of humor. Oh, you're going to show me the some, credits? Come
1: on. S- some movies you probably don't want. Yeah, to. like a thriller? <laughs> or uh, or like <laughs> a... movie about a serial killer? No, serious movie, you know. Yeah. When it treats a serious subject. Like... Well... What's the last serious movie you saw? I don't know, like Schindler's List. It okay. would be horrible. With you don't like go- <laughs>
0: Why are you laughing? <laughs> yeah, I would like that, actually. The, don't the don't laugh. The laugh track. Laugh. Go- the goofy versions. Oops, the little girl with the red uh, coat, she fu- slips and falls. Absolutely terrible. Like, oh, ha, ha, That's oh. just offensive. Yeah. I like it. All right, here we go. Here we go.